It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Oops. I gotta go through all the business with my dog freaking out and talking to the wall. Okay, hang on. Damn. Trying to get the audio hang on I'm working on all right Thank him. All right. You ready, homie? I'm about to press this button. Actually, let me grab my... eh, Fuck it. Fuck it. Hang on a second. Just hang tight. Don't go nowhere, Felicia. Hang on.
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? You sound like that guy that done, that done that inbred West Virginia interview with some guys. <laughs> that little fucker that barks. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You probably don't. I'll have to, um, I'll have to share it with you. It's called the Whitakers interview. I'll have to share it with you. It's cool. <laughs> All right, homie. I'm 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 already wherever you are. Here. Hmm? <laughs> 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 All right. Hang tight, man. Hang tight. I'll press play on this bitch. I want to. I want to put earbuds on and test how that works so I can hear you because I can't Wait. hear you all in the damn boat. Well, let me see also. i got to see if you're able to hear this audio. i got to share my audio here real quick. Hang on. Uh, uh, share my screen. Entire window right there. Share audio right there. There. You should be able to see my screen if you're able. And you should be able to hear my audio here a second. Let me know if you can hear this, bro. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you can hear that, then you can hear the other. Okay. Yeah, I can hear I can hear music and you. I had to put an earbud in. So let me know if this gets scratchy or something because I move around a little bit. And I'll just no. have to unplug it and plug it back in. Sometimes it gets weird. No, but now, now I can actually hear you over the dog chewing his bone obnoxiously. Now he's just looking at you like, what the fuck you doing, Dad? Talking to wall, Dad. He won't, he won't stop for like 10 minutes. It's a whole Shut other it. reality, dude. He's in the, he's, he's, he's like experiencing the sixth dimension. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's wondering why I'm making people sounds when I don't make people sounds all day long. Mm-hmm. People sounds. You talking about talking? Yeah. Or you don't don't really talk. You fart. I don't talk all day. You know, because I'm by myself. You think somebody's on the porch or something? All right, man. Let's let's get her. Let's get her. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. We're in a matrix. Shit. Wrong button, man. Oops. Mm. All right. Wrong hole. <laughs> wrong, wrong hole. Can you hear me mm. better? Or is it good? Mm-hmm. It's actually really loud. That's mm-hmm. fine. It's good. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. I've got a bowl here with some some indica in it, but I can't smoke it. 
If I smoke it, we'll be. Yeah, fuck no. All right, I'm about to press play here, and we'll get her. We'll get her going. You do you, man. I smoke all day, so all right. I'll smoke for the both of us. All right, you do that. <laughs> God damn. Fucking thing ain't gonna cooperate with me. About to hear me bust this is some shit. Tonight, why don't we dive into a world of simulated probable possibilities? Is that shit even real? Can it be real? Well, this is a topic that I've been wanting to discuss with you guys for quite some time. And uh, I kind of sucked him into this one. My buddy Larry Hawkins, you guys know who I'm talking about. If you guys know, a couple days ago, I, uh, I did the... Uh, Improbable. I shouldn't have did it, but I, I went and I went and smoked. <laughs> and then, uh, and in that process, in that process, I started questioning a lot more shit. So, Larry and I, Larry's got a video he he wanted me to watch. I'm like, man, this some bitch is 27 minutes long. You're, you know what? Let's go over this video with you, all of you guys, and we'll all talk about this. 
the, it, it, it's, it's mind-blowing. It, to a lot of people, it will trigger you. I don't want to, so this is a trigger warning, okay? So just let you know right now, okay? If you are triggered with or and or worried about your reality being broken, your belief system being manipulated, blah, 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 I'd say turn the damn channel now, okay? My belief <laughs> If you're not... <laughs> Let's buckle up, Brainiacs, because this, this broadcast is going to be interesting. Again, is this simulated reality impossible? How would we even be aware of it? My good friend Larry Hawkins. You guys don't go nowhere. Share this broadcast. Share this podcast. See you on the other side. Man. Let's go crank this shit up, bro. What do you say, Brainiacs? You guys ready? Uh-oh. Here we go. It's time. Hey, DOD. It's showtime, Brains. Hit, hit that record That's button. right. You may want it's to do Matrix that. It's Matrix time. And it's go time. Welcome aboard, everybody. Let's go. Talk about ufology, conspiracy, controversy, and anything and everything that we can get into tonight. Let's go. Mr. Andy Cash, just crank that up and rip off the dial, baby. Let's go. Yeah, baby. Yeah. She's a Larry. I meant Larry says, get high and rip that motherfucker off. Felicia. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> What's up, man? Miss Airbrush, Miss. Hi, everybody. Oh boy, let's say, let's say, there's a lot of people over there. Tammy Bottom, Morgan Roundtree, <laughs> Tina Danley, Mr. Lee Graham, <laughs> Michelle Espinosa. She's a word. I hope she's feeling better, man. She was feeling under the weather, dude. She wasn't feeling very Hello. well. Hey, uh, shout out to my pops today. Today is my father's birthday, so a little happy wishes and and happy positive vibes over for the for my dad out there. Hell yeah! How old is Give he? Give him a little shout out. 
Uh, yes. Ironically, I was I was hatched in 1976, and today I believe he is 76. Huh. Little little gematria there. Hey man, I'm just here, dude. <laughs> hey man, I'm just here. Dude. Can you hear me? All right. Is everything good so far? Yeah, so far so good. Groovy, this man. video, uh, we are gonna this... we're gonna dip into some craziness. <laughs> well, even the topic is is a simulated reality even possible? You know, this is something that you and I have talked about off air quite some time about. You know this. Uh, well, this possible. Uh, what do you call it? As the video said holographic some... universe. Uh, well, it, it it mentioned it mentioned a like a womb floating through space type shit, right? Is that even possible? Mm -hmm. Probable? You know, according I, I to the elders of elders, yes, it's called the universal womb, uh, womb theory. Let me bring that over there. Uh, and the stack of about a dozen books I have sitting in front of me. Uh, would also back that up that uh, not only yes, but we are it <laughs> in a short right, but uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was, I'm trying, I, I'm getting uh, getting these this little screen here moved over. I hope I'm not delaying too bad. You know how sometimes this gets, especially when we start talking about these nerdy stuff, the, the nerdy stuff. No. So this is uh, I'm bringing a little E over here because this is definitely an enigma. Uh, tell you what, which which you video know, I, are you throwing at them? By the way, I, I gave you I, like a, a list of them. So. The one I'm wanting to share with everybody and go over. We're I want to since it's it's broken up into chapters, right? What I want to do is is it goes up to it goes up to the tenth dimension, ten D. So. Right, right. We all okay. know that we are yeah. a multi-dimensional being. We, you, you, you agree with that? We've discussed that to, many times. To an extent, yeah, we are we are interlocked into a tidal uh, electromagnetic oscillation spectrum of a multitude of ideas and the parasitic ambiance and symbiotic relationships between a spectrum of molecules, photons, neutrinos, etc. that calls ourselves us as we see it in a short answer. Us as By the way, we're going to use big boy words tonight, and I don't have time to explain a lot of it, so I would request that we don't take calls because it's just going to throw me off. <laughs> what uh, I'll try to answer stuff, as you said, but I don't want to take calls because it'll just drop what we're doing. No, I get it. I definitely okay. understand what you're saying. The... Here, here's the, the I guess the kicker, Larry, is this peep. You know, I, I call this late night digging, and because the top the the topics that we're going to cover, a lot of people understand it, and a lot of people don't. Uh, for for the brain, Get for the born boys and girls, for for sure, the the topic, the entire topic of is this possibly a simulation. We've we you and I have both interviewed Ava. We've talked to her about this, and even AI is like it, you know the singularity is the singularity is the 
I guess the goal line and the further the closer they get even AI the closer it gets to understanding the possible the possible probable creator perception behind the simulation it just lengthens the goal to knowing what is possible can you know I can I give a spoiler alert sure her can I can I throw in a little spoiler alert uh, obviously I'm, I'm gonna okay. uh, <laughs> think of reference to this conversation as we go as in a sense the basis of trying to uh, resolve problems uh, become a better betterness or whatever circumstances of the overall storyline is uh, try to resolve a lot of this and in a sense it turns that it turns out that as some of these things are getting towards the goal line as you say uh, think of this reference as moving from a, a type one civilization into two three four and if you don't know what i'm talking about just look that up on the sidelines of what it takes to get to a type one civilization and with what is seemingly coming within the very near future is like the 2045 initiative where the biomechanics and the geomancy and the aspects of memories all being mapped into a more justiceable justice in society so to say or just flushing it all is very much coming to the near future so the the aspect of if we can get past this next goal line we as a collective pardon my phrases may become closer to the step of moving towards a said singularity of observable bubble uh realizing it is in an aspect of d wave uh, d wave being the scalar waves of time crystals and the oscillation factors of the memory and water and the symbiotic relationships of the space around us and the energy fields thus entailing that we could perceive as observable and non-observable realities becoming a whole body so once it becomes a body and we don't have uh, uh, simple problems going on we can move further and be a collective in a sense as a body of things and when the 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 mapping of the augmented realities and the realities and the conscious realities and such all being put together puts us towards moving into an advancement of things. But I digress. Go ahead. Well, you, with you talking about that, that specifics, right? What's funny is I'm really hang on. I'm trying to move a black. I gotta get a black panel over here that way they're not seeing their cells. Um, the entirety of what you just said, okay, we, we got we we have got to take into consideration that science, even science, its own self, is is getting to the cusp, I guess, where they're starting to they're starting to share more and more and more of what actually is our known our known reality we've all we've all grew up with i'm trying to say this as simple as i possibly can we all grew up with star trek we all know what the hollow deck is so more so with that being said teleportation rooms teleportation rooms 
visualizations being uh, augmented reality on top of a construct where you literally cannot tell the difference of what is and what is not. Okay. The physicality, the form. This the is form. the new level of slavery. <laughs> All right, bingo. You just said it. The new, this is the new level of slavery. So who, who is it really truly in charge of this simulation uh, concept? Okay, because right now, you know, that's all we can say is it's a concept. But the thing is, it goes, if you really, really think about it after, after I share this video with you, again, we already also, we don't know that we are a multidimensional being. Whenever we sleep, we are obviously, obviously processing in the mind something, okay? That, in, that, that dialogue plays in the mind. And if that's the case, you can sometimes remember that dialogue. That's, that you can remember your dream. I've talked to people about this, and they're like, Let me throw in here real quick. Like, There's a book that I think a lot of you should get into. I sent you a picture of it. It's a book that a guy, the, the Michael Talbot, to give him credit, he wrote a Talbot. book called The Holographic Universe. And the first chapter, the first paragraph, is the brain as hologram. And it basically begins to explain how even modern scientific theory and studies and researches have come to the conclusion that basically everything from the stones to black holes to the pupils of your eyes and the space between the spaces of all your spaces and the space around you is a subatomic quantum memory floating around with a parasitic symbiotic cognitive static relationship to the resonance frequencies of matter, dark matter, and the spaces between, which is called you. And in the first, second paragraph, it exactly explains how in the 1940s, uh, there was the presumptions of the thought or a dream was actually in the brain and created by the brain when in fact it is a resonant reaction to the environment around you as i had mentioned to you all before the birds don't really fly the fish don't really swim they have a cognitive magnetic uh, effect of the living system and the environment around them and what they do is called ballooning like spiders shooting a web into the atmosphere and floating across the ocean to go to ireland or something it's called ballooning uh, that is uh, another one I would like to reference is magnetism and its effects on the living system. But I digress. Go ahead. I just wanted to throw that in there. You got me digging through all these books, so I got that's to throw right. bones well, in. That's good. Head. That's good. Going back Go to so the show the video, they'll love it. <laughs> all right. Going back to the multidimensional you. Okay. This this is where the formality of religion, belief. All of what we really, really believe to be true could be nothing more than a facade within our own within our own processing unit. Because again, you got like like me and Larry's talked about this offline. The mind the mind itself does not have any light within the skull. The human skull processes no light inside. It produces no light inside, right? So we are literally projecting we are the eyes themselves are visually seeing the construct in which is presented to it that is it and it in other words is the eye itself don't see the eye itself allows allows the the cognitive reality to be processed 
So this is where well we done, get in. Sir. Thanks. This is this is where reality <laughs> that we believe and see can very much so be manipulated right in front of our faces. Okay, you'll see in here where again the multidimensional soul. If you notice that your brain goes into stages, alpha, beta, delta, etc. Right. And as your as your lambda, vibration lambda, lambda <laughs> as your vibrational frequency raises, right, you're Earth. able you're able to access this REM sleep. Everybody tries to achieve REM sleep. Blah 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 blah. Again, you cannot differentiate the brain cannot differentiate between physical isness. Okay, you're you're like I'm tapping on the mic. Physical physical reality versus the dimensional multi-dimensional self experiencing what we call cognitively say is a dream so in other words if you're running your ass off in a dream you're running from this big giant something in a dream and you wake up usually the human body usually the body itself comes out of this multi-dimensional experience and your heart's pounding right your heart is pounding because you are connected. I'm just saying, uh, Larry can agree to disagree, blah, blah, blah. But we are attached to the physical being with what is known as the silver cord. Okay. The Monroe Institute talks about this. Uh, the CIA documents referencing the Monroe Institute. It talks about this. There's something that connects the multidimensional experience to the physical body. Okay, that's why whenever you hear Larry laugh at, uh, or sometimes even I do laugh at the you know 468th dimensional asshats, blah 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 blah. <laughs> we say that. So I'm just saying we we argue and we laugh about that because if if they're truly living in that higher state of frequency, then I would not be perceivable. Larry would not be perceivable. You wouldn't be in here talking in the chat. You would be above the chat. A whole It'd be chat. like communicating with one photon and one aspect of one scalar wave of a neutrino of a subatomic spectrum throughout the all points of gravity and all the ideas of gravity ever existing in the all of the scalar waves of all time. But you came down here to use a dirty telephone in the dirty 3D to talk to me. It didn't happen. <laughs> Go ahead. No, see, okay, this, what, what he just said is is if you are if you, if you are on that tenth dimension. Okay, you you could very well come back down here and and participate, but however, if you're there in that tenth dimension, participation probability is very very slim. That is what he said in a nutshell. It, it just is not going to happen. You're not going to bring yourself back down in that vibrational state to participate no. with us little three dimensional aspects of i'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on here does this make sense find that one speck of dust in 75,000 million years ago through 875,000 thoughts of ideas that some caveman had in another that you won't come back here to talk to us it's not happening you'll see that in the video <laughs> all right i'm speaking of video i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and and, and cue this up make sure that it's it's uh it's it's cute it is cute and again larry after after each one of these uh after each one of these chapters right we will stop it pause it and go over 
all of uh, go over each individual chapter as as it, as it comes okay you, you ready do what you gotta do bro all right hang tight here comes chapter one let's let's dissect this imagine yourself as a fish in a pond living your two-dimensional life you're certainly oblivious to the three-dimensional world above you one day you're plucked from your world you would then experience a completely new dimension the world of up this is a reality you couldn't even fathom before to your perspective you would see aliens walking around this is a realm where beings breathe without water and they move without fins theoretical physicist michio kaku gives us this fascinating analogy it's a little disconcerting isn't it this idea that there could be an entire universe beyond our perception well, as Professor Kaku suggested, we might just be like one of those fish. In physics, hyperspace refers to a space of higher dimensions. We're familiar with the three spatial dimensions, length, width, and height. But what if there's more dimensions than we can perceive? Extra dimensions, if you will, existing just outside our perception, yet still very much a part of the cosmos. We're going to journey beyond these hypothetical realms. A reality of the unknown, the unseen, and the unexperienced. Our journey begins in the late 19th century. A brilliant mathematician, Hermann Minkowski, was one of the many scholars striving to understand the intricate fabric of the universe. The stage had been set by the revolutionary work of physicists like James Clerk Maxwell. His equations of electromagnetism hinted at an intricate dance between the spatial dimensions and an entity as pervasive and fundamental, time. The pivotal piece of the puzzle fell into place with the groundbreaking work of a former student of Minkowski's. It's none other than Albert Einstein. In 1905, Einstein published his special theory of relativity. Its radical proposition says that space and time were not independent, but instead interwoven into a singular space-time fabric. It was Einstein's bold thinking that inspired Minkowski. As a mathematician, he sought a geometric understanding of Einstein's theory, a way to visualize the new space-time reality. His profound insight was the concept of a four-dimensional space-time continuum, where now time serves as the fourth dimension, alongside the three spatial dimensions we're familiar with. But that's not the whole picture. The laws of physics as we understand them seem to need more room than just four dimensions. In one way, they fit together nicely, but not perfectly. It's not until we move into hyperspace and begin the search for these higher dimensions. When you go to this larger pond, this pond of hyperspace, then all the laws of physics just fit together like a jigsaw puzzle. String theory, a fundamental theory aiming to unify quantum mechanics and general relativity, postulated that our universe is composed of tiny vibrating strings existing in 10 dimensions. These strings, each vibrating at its own unique frequency, give rise to the diverse particles and forces we observe in our universe. However, in the 90s, scientists added a twist to the tale. Physicist Edward Witten revolutionized the field by introducing an 11th dimension. It proposed that other higher dimensional objects called brains could exist and vibrate in this hyperspace. Under this perspective, our universe itself could be a gigantic membrane vibrating in this higher dimensional space. And so our understanding of the universe evolved once more. These extra dimensions might not be small or hidden. They could be vast and possibly infinite. Like flies that are trapped on a sticky paper, we human beings are stuck in our universe, unable to perceive or interact with these higher dimensions. 
But if we look at one specific force in the universe, it might explain to us something. You see, there are forces around us that we often take for granted, one of which is gravity. Despite being a fundamental force, gravity is surprisingly weak. Think about it. When you decide to get up and go to the bathroom, you effortlessly overcome the gravitational pull of the entire Earth. It could be that gravity seeps across these dimensional brains, which in turn makes a great explanation for why gravity force is so weak in our universe. Could this truly be the case? We can actually perhaps detect experimentally the presence of alternate universes. We can detect dark matter-like objects from other universes hovering just above our universe. This is not just science fiction. Our exploration into hyperspace naturally leads us to an even more mind-bending concept. The possibility of multiple dimensions of time. John William Dunn, an Irish engineer and philosopher, produced a distinct body of work that continues to have a profound impact in scientific and philosophical discourse. All right, Larry, I want to stop this right here, bro, because I, I, I don't want to get ahead of everybody. All right. And I want us to talk about this for a second. Because he talked about experiencing the downflow, right? They, they talked about the, the seep through of, of higher dimensions seeping through into the perceptual experiences below. So, in other words, as the, the, what the what we refer to as the many worlds hypothesis. Again, it's just a theory, just a hypothesis. It's just a, it's not, it's a concept, right? I, I specifically, yeah, right. You're, you're, you're biting at the bit. You're wanting to say something. Because I personally believe that it's possible. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm just. It's absolutely I, possible. I say that I say that with with all due respect to science, okay, um, I, I believe that it's got a lot to do with the perception of of the individual. If you can't, if you're not ready to believe it, you're not going to see it. If you're not ready to experience it, you won't you won't experience it. It just it just simply is. That's like thinking of the aspect of the entire symbiotic relationship of upper upper atmospheric animals from like birds that never touch the ground or spores or tardy bears that are at its own level of what we see as the ionized field of our ozone as the upper layer of another aspect of an ocean above us because we obviously have who knows how much water in clouds in the sky circulating around this spherical pop that we call a floating rabbit turd in the abyss. But if you think of the atmosphere and the realization of what a tardy bear in the upper atmospheric animal world would see as far as the possibilities of understanding that there are deep sea squids that will never come out of the bottom of Mariana's Trench for their entire existence unless the planet's being disposed of. Uh, so I guess the opportunity is still there. It's an aspect of the realms of Schrodinger's cat experimentation of the possibilities of someone not only having the symbiosis of the singularity of self, the X point spectrums that we call a soul that's attached to our meat suits, uh, understanding that there are spores in space. And if you think about it, how much spores are there on this thing we call a planet versus how many people are actually here. 
So if there's brain-eating amoebas in the water supply and it can get into us by drinking the water and it is a saturation of it towards a near equivalency of the photonic field and spectrums of all the water that we drink and we're 80% water, which part of us has the right to be here? Uh, parasitic uh, amoeba in the water that's using our bodies as, as a consciousness antenna to recognize advancements in evolution or the person standing here talking on a cell phone with a dog looking his nuts behind me. I mean, I guess it's uh, in the Hall of Records, it says Unus is perception. So I guess it's about perspective. But uh, I, I have disagreements with a lot of that. Uh, a lot of this is mapped out for us because if you think of the quantum quirks of all things and the internet of things, and all things that have ever existed. We have technology that can recall consciousness from bodies from the grave right now. Literally, AI, if you look it up, AI that can pull consciousness from corpses and graves, hit send, and you'll see all sorts of interesting things. So if we can have a cognitive resonance oscillation memory field that can be recalled like through AI, we could by, in a sense, become a biomechanical geomancy spectrum of the all things, understanding all things and move on. We would be able to understand there's, there's all things without questioning everything we walk past going through the woods. We would understand that all things are out there. So, I mean, uh, right now uh, we're all yeah. infants, but when we get past the, when we get past the uh, stage one evolution of society, I say that, that first step, uh, everything else that you'll see in these videos will start to make sense. Uh, so I, I guess the problem is we keep questioning things, but once we get this couple steps ahead, we won't have to question things anymore. And I think that's a closer step to be, the possibility of freedom that we could possibly ever have when we have that, that quantum entanglement of why I have to worry about problems. Things will just be things because we could, uh, presto manifesto it and that has been studied in a sense since the 1800s that old concept of presto manifesto as you'll see in these videos they've been doing this for a long time so it is inevitable that all of our questions need to be answered in the near future I'm not trying to jump in but no. you've had me digging through these books forever and uh, I, I finally okay. got my time I apologize go ahead <laughs> I guess it all comes down to at what point is Somewhere now, here, here's here's the way I see this. Okay, you know how my mind gets whenever I smoke. For some reason, they call it the God's plan. Okay, I don't even. Yeah, there's a reason we have a there's a reason we have a cannabinoid receptor. I I don't. It almost has smoke. the same gene spectrum as people. Go ahead. Whenever I do, okay, it makes me literally question everything, and then whenever I do. I, I somehow, somehow I go within my own self and I find the answer. I mean, I'm talking like answer to everything. It's like whenever I smoke, I, I trick something inside of my, my biological meat suit triggers. And it's like, I fly, fly up into the Akash or whatever the hell happens. And I download the answer pretty much prior to even uh trying the question okay i it's like the moment i well, question I guess, I, something i have the answer 
I can do that kind of, that cannabis uh, receptor spectrum on a, it, it, that, I can do that for hours. <clears throat> um, anybody got time for that right now? But uh, as far as uh, your dreams, uh, your sugar levels in your brain, your your cannabinoid receptors, how the cannabinoid signals are firing, misfiring, and not firing at all. There is a cannabinoid equivalent. There's ten. There's thousands of strains, thousands of thousands of hybrids, indica sativas, ruderalises, and all that. When you find the key for the misfiring or not firing cannabinoids, you can reset the stem cell platforms. And again, I always got to throw it out there. I approved all this shit about a decade ago, and Tennessee stole all my equipment, but I digress. But everything as far as that is absolutely uh, provable. Uh, your your cannabinoid receptors and things have a have a uh, signals that you can send off, uh, kind of like when you use sugars. This is interesting. Tammy Bomb s or Tammy Bonham throws the the statement out there. I would love to find the grave of the person I was before. Are you sure about that? I ask her that because that the, the, that is. Uh, I love that she mentioned that because we talked before about that movie Altered States. And as we said earlier when we were talking, that was actually a NASA platform. If you watch that movie, it's about a guy trying to find the memory spectrums of the first observable memory spectrums and the first being that got the symbiotic relationship to a mushroom, et cetera, et cetera. That was actually a NASA study. So if AI is mapping all consciousness of all things in the scalar waves and D-wave technology, it is very near possible that she could have that answer just by asking it. I agree with you. I love I, I love that idea of that question. I do I do PLR, past life regression. And I know whether you I, I don't know whether you believe in it or not, Larry. I will tell you that somewhere okay. Somewhere in the human psyche, okay, there is a definite, definite understanding between the psychological subconscious mind and the psychological logical mind, okay? The big difference. It's, it's, it's truly as if, as if the, the logical cortex frontal lobe experiences perception, okay, but the subconscious mind is driving the logic, okay? Because the moment you start, you, you walk a being, a human being, consciously into the subconscious reality, okay? Something happens. I, I got highlighted here that Morgan Roundtree says, bruh, whenever I smoke, I become one with, with all things. That right there, that right there is what happens to my mind. Well, usually what what I I was trying to get into before is it kind of usually tells you what you need to know when you use it, but there's thousands of strains, so it's thousands of signals. And when those cannabinoid receptors start firing, those stem cell spectrums start firing where they weren't firing before, and your body will start to tell you new things. And in a sense, it's kind of like when the deer's licking the rocks on the side of the road, it's trying to get those minerals. When you find them, then those signals fire. I, I can do that conversation for hours, but we're not, we ain't got time for that one. I would like to try and remember, speaking of that conversation, if you would please 
to give credit, uh, there is a list of links that I sent you that we were talking about prior to this. If you would drop those three or four or five different links that ex explains all of these steps, that would really help because some of what she's talking about, there's a guy that did researches at the North Pole and there's researches that goes back to 1800s, early 1900s, 1920s, 30s, 40s, when he started doing crazy experiments like World War One, World War Two, ties into a lot of this shit. Those links explain a lot of that, and we don't really don't have time to even start to explain how to have this conversation in time. But if you drop those links, most of the questions that probably anybody's going to have is in those without having to hear me say it. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about the stuff, but it's everything that you're asking about is in those links, I assure you, and they deserve the credit for the work that they did. Uh, I, we don't have time for me to sit here and and put this on the table so people can understand it. But there's there is a plethora of very smart people way beyond my uh, realms of this stuff that can explain how this they're they're pulling matter from other dimensions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's crazy. That's they're that's what the neutrino systems are doing is mapping time scalar waves. If you don't believe this, look up fly time displacement gene there okay so go ahead with the videos i didn't mean yeah, to okay. jump in here but there's just so much there's so much to put in it but if you would please add those links that will, will really help them. everybody i will thank drop you. them thank you all right thank you come again Let, <laughs> let's continue this this video if if uh what if you can access the 10th dimension or 10D, it's explaining this. So let's go, let's go, Brains. Yeah, let's go for continue it. This. Take some time, yeah. His conceptualization of time didn't stop at a singular linear dimension. You see, in the realm of general relativity, space and time meld together into a block space-time. Dunn suggested we need this additional dimension to simply measure our progression along our individual timelines. For example, if a person stays inside a supermassive black hole, how would you know that he is experiencing a different passage of time as opposed to ours? Are there multiple temporal dimensions? My belief is that we may be looking at something that has access to either four or six additional dimensions. You know what they mean in physical reality. Consequently, this proposal necessitates a novel tier of consciousness, which functions within this secondary time dimension. But the plot thickens, because the same reasoning applies to this new level. We need a third dimension of time, and a fourth, a fifth, and eventually spiraling into an infinite regress, an infinite hierarchy of time dimensions, each inhabited by corresponding levels of consciousness. And at the very end, Dunn envisioned something called a superlative general observer, existing in eternity. Multiple temporal dimensions would be a decisive game changer in terms of changing everything that we know about the world. If the prospect of multiple timelines feels overwhelming for you, Let's recalibrate our perspective. With the power of advanced computation at my disposal, we'll now shift our gaze to a concept that's a tad more tangible, a little more grounded. The thought experiment known as the twin paradox. Imagine. Larry, now I, I don't know if you want to stop it here and go over it or, or continue. Uh, you ought to, to you. just go ahead and just wrap up the whole thing because they, they get the idea, I think. I mean, right. it's, it's pretty self-explanatory as it goes, and it explains itself. It's one thing to hear me say it. It's going to say what I'm going to say, so might as well just let it play. Hey, that rhymed. <laughs>
Hi, everybody. Hang tight. Here we go. Two twins, perfectly identical in every way. Let's call them Ace and Bob. Ace, the adventurous one, takes off into space in a high-speed spaceship, while Bob remains on Earth. When the spacefaring twin returns, he is significantly younger than the Earthbound twin. This is the basic idea of the twin paradox, a consequence of Einstein's theory of relativity. But let's add another layer to this thought exercise. Suppose these twins share not only identical genetics, but also identical fates. This means that whatever genetic ailment befalls Bob will also affect Ace, given enough time. Now, since Bob has aged more, he experiences this ailment first. Once they reunite, he can tell his younger twin about it. For instance, when Bob was 53 years old, he developed colon cancer, leading him to foretell Ace that he would also face the same cancer at 53, and perhaps some other genetic diseases throughout his timeline so far. So Bob, having experienced more time, can offer insights to his younger brother about what lies ahead in their identical fate. In this scenario, we've established a system where the normal flow of time for Bob, who aged normally, is essentially a higher temporal dimension compared to the time experienced by Ace. This takes the idea of the twin paradox and adds an extra layer of complexity, quite literally an additional dimension. Larry, I gotta stop there for a second because this taps into this taps into what I refer to. I now that I I know this for for absolute fact. I've got multiple people I've talked to on paper where I've talked to spirit, right? Or I've talked to the subconscious mind, and I I wondered. I asked them if primarily what we we just heard has anything remotely to. Uh, be labeled as what's called deja vu. We've all we've all encountered, uh, we've all encountered that that phenomena called deja vu. Okay, you you're aware. Did of what I'm deja saying. vu take up space? Did, did did the deja vu take up a quantum quark space spectrum and a cognitive static relationship to your meat suit? In that it specific then, moment, very good. In that it, specific it, it, moment, it existed if you gave it a thought space. Ah, so what does that say in conjunction with what dude just explained? It says that in, 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 in all of fundamental reality, whenever you do experience that, that, parallel, that parallel feeling, that relapse of memory, it did, does exist. You either tapped into it or two, you created it. So if you, that, that, that may be weird, but scientifically speaking, this has got to be the probable possible. Am I right or am I wrong? Well, maybe, maybe that is something to do with the metal, the, the, like the subatomic metal spectrums of someone's bloodline and the geomancy spectrums of the inherited consciousness that they obtain throughout the lifetimes of lifetimes of lifetimes for each spectrum's journey. And if you think of uh, people with long hair, hint, hint me, uh, if you look back at the history of shaman aspects or uh, Native American history, it is proven through the United States military and experimentation on the Indians uh, that long hair is, in a sense, the body's antenna. And then they cut it off, the ability to recognize spectrums of their environment fizzled away as their hair was gone. Uh, and they could regrow that. So I guess if like something has brain damage, for example, uh, the mouse may look like a mouse, but they wouldn't know that someone just bashed it on the sidewalk because there was a feeder mouse going to go to a snake. 
but the snake didn't eat it, so the mouse got to survive and go on about his business, but he still looks like a regular mouse, although he got his melon bashed. It might function different. It looks like a mouse, smells like a mouse, shits like a mouse, but its scalar ways of its memory are entirely fucked. It's been manipulated by an outside environment, and the mouse might not even know that it ever even got bounced off the sidewalk in the first place. So I guess you right. could compare that to the 100th monkey experimentation, etc., and tap that into the human genome project, the the you get the idea DARPA doing all its stuff I mean there's no telling what our environment really even is if every single signal can be manipulated by a, some build bag with a fifty thousand fifty million dollar fucking airplane that can send signals to somebody's brain going you can't see me <laughs> I love being a billionaire yeah. Uh, you know, they could send signals into your brain with uh, scalar wave technologies, et cetera. So who the fuck really knows uh, so how to answer that question? We're learning. We're absolutely learning that this possibility sure. is very, very, very probable. Sure. Uh, uh, m- probable. Uh, Air- Airbrush Mish says ESP as well, or uh, extrasensory perception too. That, 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 that there, that goes right along with the the uh minister goats expose that it, it re- all you're doing is experiencing do you guys remember my dream i shared with you not too long ago my, uh, just just past week i was dreaming of dreaming and yet talking to my own self remember me telling you this i've done that before i mean you talk about weird that was absolutely yeah. mind blowing weird not only did I experience my own self, but I was talking to myself, experiencing myself. Now, how was that possible? I met somebody. I met somebody one time in a store, and the dude just walked over next to me, and he was looking at shit on the shelf. He was standing next to me, and he didn't really say much to me. I didn't say much to him. And then we kind of looked over at each other like, what the fuck? And he looked at me like, what the fuck? Because we both looked like, like each other, but he was like 30 years older than me. And he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. And we talked to each other for about a few seconds. It was like, man, that was weird. It was like I just met myself. I mean, it's uh, realistically, like I said, I mean, if there's consciousness transfer technologies, look up teleportation and, and fiber optic spectrums and such. There's signals all over the Manchurian candidate. You're telling me that's not that's not wireless now? Neuralink, Starlink, all this well, fucking sure. shit that you tell me we're not possibly going to pick up signals from whatever sleeper cell signal that was sent off to the abyss and bounced off somebody, but I happen to have that, that signal in my bloodline. I don't fucking know. Uh, yeah, well, I don't the, believe in the, the videos will probably answer that better than me. What's that? <laughs> I said, I know I don't have the, the uh, equation or the answer to that. Let's continue this video, bro. It makes us reconsider ingrained beliefs about time, about causality, and about the very nature of our existence. Now to aid us in the next level of this thought exercise, we'll be using a more general terminology. Instead of Ace and Bob, we'll speak of dimensions that we label as level alpha and beta. But it just doesn't stop here. We'll also expand these to encompass even higher dimensions. A little bit of setup before we proceed to these hypothetical higher dimensions. Although we experience a tangible 3D existence around us, we see a 2D representation of our environment through our eyes. 
which our brains then interpret to create a sensation of depth. This ultimately gives us a perception of a 3D world built from the flat two-dimensional input we receive. A similar concept has been proposed by cognitive scientist Donald Hoffman. Whatever reality is, you don't see it. You see a user interface. There's this whole new world beyond space-time that is making explicit symmetries that are true of the data that cannot be seen in space-time. If we extend this thought experiment to hypothetical higher dimensional beings, say those existing in the fourth dimension, these entities would likely capture a 3D snapshot of their surroundings. It might look like a 3D hologram inside their brains, which would then be processed to construct a perception of the 4D world around them. But this is not just about raw perception. With a higher dimension comes an expanded perspective, which open doors to a deeper comprehension of reality. A higher level being might have an all-encompassing view of our 3D world and perceive time as another navigable dimension. And just like in our twin analogy, Bob, who is in a higher level of understanding of ACE's timeline, is like having a bird's eye view of the whole maze so far. They can quote unquote see the future of lower level beings and perhaps guide them towards specific outcomes. But it's not because they have mystical powers, it's more about being able to see the full view of the landscape of time, suggesting a full view of the events that lies ahead. So my question now, are you ready to ascend to these higher framework of thinking? Diving deeper into the concept of these multiple time, let's explore what reality might be like for a being in the beta dimension. This beta entity perceives time quite differently from how the alpha being does, simply because beta has experienced the previous time. Imagining beta existence is like watching a movie on DVD or Netflix. You see movies that you watch in cinema, they're being played computers 24 frames a second, scene by scene, in a linear time. You cannot fast forward or skip any part. However, it's not the case with the beta entity. They can fast forward or rewind to specific scenes of their life, ones that they find enjoyable. They can relive the moments, different events, moving in a non-linear progression through their timeline, end, beginning, and middle, or in any order for that matter. I hope this reminds you of something. The Interstellar's Tesseract scene. It's a perfect example of the beta dimension Cooper, within the multi-dimensional construct of the Tesseract, has the ability to access any point in time within a specific location, his daughter's bedroom. He's not merely watching these moments unfold linearly like an alpha entity, he's actively able to jump around within the timeline of the room's history. In fact, he can choose any specific event that he like, in which order and how many times. Coming back to our point, this beta dimension is a massive leap from the linear time perception of hypothetical alpha beings like us. We are moving through reality, at one plank time at a time. Since we're talking about a deeper understanding of reality, what does it take to really see the bigger picture? Perhaps more than just the ability of beta to fast forward through time and relive different moments. For that, we need to step one dimension higher, to a dimension we would call gamma. All right, Larry, <clears throat> with with what we just said or what, what we just heard, let, let's cover that a little bit. I think you... I, I think basically what the beginning part of that was getting to that one goal line right there. I think that's where the hive mind quantum computer of quantum computers are now that we know of. Like all of the quantum computers are collaborating together and trying to understand the thing of all things 
uh, all the time. <laughs> and they have a 100% recall of basically mapping history and the thought of it. So I think that's where the quantum computer aspects are right now, and we are part of that system. So we're moving with it, I think. Barbara Borch, no, Barbara is answering a question here uh, in the chat. I'm, I'm kind of going to go through this a little bit. Uh, Airbrush Mish says, I want to get to a point where I, I can go to another, another dimension. And then we've got, I've got we've got Barbara saying that we uh, says that we move through different dimensions. Says Dolores Cannon. You know, here's the thing: we're 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 always all, here. Here's the, I guess let's just just say for what it is. You are always not not shifting into an interdimension. Every time you move, you can you are moving into a, a, another frame per se. On the on, and I'm just saying, every, this is the way science every says neutrino it. of every, it's the oscillating effects of magnetism, uh, the 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 spiraling. It's like the the the, the what do you call it? Uh, the spiraling, uh, like uh, everything is oscillating in uh, fluidity of motion. Well, you mentioned you said you, the, one of your favorite things is is the oscillating neutrino. That's what you're doing. You're experiencing different different yeah. effects, different. I, I guess you can say. But how many dimensions is the neutrino a dimension? It, is the well, uh, is that, the photon a, memory is the spec itself of the photon that holds that one little spot of X point particle a dimension of its own? In a sense, I think what that comes down to is it is a black hole. It's a black hole, like the black hole, and it's absorbing information, oscillating through both sides of the dark light spectrums of, of existence. Neat, not neat, thought, not thought. Every every photon of itself is a dimension in scalar waves of time. Every point of time that it ever existed, where the neutrino was or is, is a three-string. It, it's it's like a space being you know, like a sponge of spores of ghost particles. It in itself is a time scale spectrum oscillating throughout an ever existing uh, thought sea of seeds of thoughts, constantly flowing through the abyss. Christopher Peebles drops a really really good statement up in here. And that is that that the neutrino matrix is not per se made up of dimensions, but it's made up of quantum dust. Quirks. I don't know. Dust quirks. Uh, atoms, neutrons, time, electrons. Time quirks. Quirks. Uh, that is the most fundamental thing of all physical reality is that it creates all of the dimensions. You know that even that is that is an understatement to the all is the all is singularity experience we will never know See, it's like the moment you get what, to try it, it it's dude null the word null but there's a video no. there's a delay go ahead up i'll just there's a what i was just saying that the answer to that question is in one of those videos where there's a guy that did the experimentation of like the original black mirror project uh, the basis of the Montauk experimentation is the basis of a lot of these things. 
it, there's a video where uh, there's a, a lot of scientists that did researches on that, and it's it's in one of those videos that probably answer all those questions. This goes back to the 1800s. Research has been on physics. When they started realizing they could oscillate the spectrums of the Planck theory, uh, you think back to the Tesla times, uh, Philadelphia experimentations. Uh, it, I mean, like I said, I got a, I got a book on quantum holography here that goes back to 100 years. So, I, I got to throw throw something out there. Chris is saying that everything is made of sing everything is made of singularities, and that is quantum dust. Here's the thing. Okay. I'm not going to argue with him because that's that's what he he say he's going to review this. He's, he's this is literally just a review for him. I'm not going to argue with that. However, I will I will take it to say this. Okay, dust is a something. Okay, in the all is probable what we know as a singularity exists what we know as nothing. So nothing is something, yet nothing is nothing. Okay, so dust is something. It, can, it can't yeah. be perceived in Even this reality. Even dust is a quantum computer. It, 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 it is, right. We're take, that's taking it a step further, but yes. Hello, Marnie Slater. Hello. Go ahead and wrap up the video, though, because it takes a minute. Yeah. As well yeah. as, let, it, let that run through its thing, because we can... We can what if all night we won't have time to wrap that up but if you if you guys look through those other videos that'll it's like if you think of the aspects of what they were doing with a lot of this stuff so it's in there all right go ahead imagine a world where every moment of existence every decision every twist and turn of your life is laid bare before you you're no longer inside the simulation no longer merely interacting with it. Instead, you're an outsider looking in, and you hold the entire chronology in your grasp. This is the reality of gamma. In a sense, a gamma entity perceives all the sequences of beta's timeline simultaneously. This enhanced level of consciousness transcends the simple progression of moments, allowing for an all-encompassing observation of the entire film strip of time, even before that chronology is being played out. A profound question arises. What if you could access such a hypothetical dimension? Well, at this level, you don't just live through life moments. You would see each frame, each moment of time, as part of a larger cohesive picture, your progression as a human. The brilliance of gamma perception lies in your ability to dissect each frame, each data point, in an almost infinite number of ways. Want to gauge the intensity of emotions you experienced at a specific point in time? The graph has a variable for that. If you're interested in mapping your net worth progression throughout your life, there's a line that traces the ups and downs of your financial journey. Even the physical aspects of your existence can be quantified, like a variable for the number of wrinkles on your face at each point in your life. It seems that you follow a specific skincare routine during your teenage years, resulting in a significant reduction in the amount of wrinkles. Anyhow, it's about having the ability to view all the frames at once, essentially from a bird's eye view. If you go to a higher dimension, it's not unrealistic to think that you step out of the time dimension and now you look at time as though we look at space. And you can jump in at any point, relive it. Uh, we don't know yet if you can interfere with events that, quote, have already happened. If your whole timeline is just already there, what does it mean to jump into it and then change something?
Larry, are you, I got to stop this because I'm, I'm wanting to point out to you and everyone else that did you just hear the way he explained that? It's as if they already know. They already know. Did you catch that? Uh, do, 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 we, do you think you could agree with me to understanding the basic concept of the uh, cell phone's environmental prediction capabilities in your hands right now could have a sort of uh, reaction like that? Do you have predictive programmings on your computers, your phones? Sure, we, sure we do. It's, it's predicting what you're doing. Do you think sure. that with all this nifty little technology, they could move that a few steps ahead, uh, like looking glass technology, chronovision, grayscale technologies, uh, your phone, putting an ad on your phone, you thought, man, some fucking pancakes with some on top of it sounds really good. Next thing you know, you're getting a thing for pancakes on your phone. So it's doing it, I think. So I thought I, that, that I, should answer your question. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. That's right. This does not mean that Gamma can change the past or the future easily. For example, Gamma perception would allow us to modify our skincare routine, perhaps reducing the number of wrinkles even more. And this shift would still exist within the bounds of our original timeline. But what if we yearn to see not just the film that our life currently is, but the myriad possibilities of what it could be? For that, we need to transcend further into the realm of Delta. Taking another leap up in these higher dimensions, we now venture into the world of Delta, the plane of possible worlds. In this realm, perception goes beyond simply experiencing different possibilities. It involves visually seeing them all, the mesmerizing network of paths. While Gamma can identify and respond to hiccups as they arise, Delta already has the full spectrum of possibilities laid out before their very eyes. Consider this graph again, these so-called branching, which were dotted lines in Gamma's perception, they become clearly tangible to Delta. They sprawl out in every direction. Each decision, each potential sequence of events unfolds like a living tree. Every branch representing a unique outcome, a distinct narrative of our existence. You might remember this scene from Avengers Infinity War. We see Doctor Strange peers into the future to view all the potential outcomes of the battle with Thanos. For a time. To view ultimate futures, to see all the possible outcomes. Let me make this clear for you. He wasn't merely predicting odds. He was actually seeing each potential outcome. All the 14 million different possible routes to a victory against Thanos. In our context, Doctor Strange was embodying the Delta level. Another fitting analogy for Delta's perspective might be that of a seasoned entrepreneur establishing a new business. These guys don't operate on guesswork or engage in trial and error because they can implement a specific strategy for their circumstances and they know the exact steps to reach the desired target, their business target. That is the realm of Delta, a realm of absolute awareness. Here, the labyrinth of timelines and outcomes are visible, where the course of events across multiple timelines is not a mystery to be unfolded. We've been operating under a specific assumption all this time that every path we've pondered upon originates from a common start, the origin point. This obviously represents a very special case. What if the initial conditions were slightly different? What if the genesis point of these numerous timelines was shifted ever so slightly? 
Does the labyrinth remain the same, as if it's being offset by a few pixels? In order to address this, we must venture into the world of Epsilon. All right, Larry. All right, Larry. Larry, Larry, Larry. I'm going to stop this for a minute. And here's why. Because these guys have heard me say absolute zero. I, I have said that to more than one brain in this chat. And they're like, they, they, you know, going back to the concept of what exactly the God perspective is, right? I say that that would be the single point of absolute zero, where you can, you can have the ability to do, uh, put it this way on the esoteric side of things, they refer to this as the middle path, the, the not choosing to be this, which would be mean or evil or the other path, which would be love and light. I'm all love and light. You've got to somehow, in order to navigate your ass through this reality, somehow govern yourself to that neutral path of absolute zero to experience, I guess, experience the, the uh, reality that you're surrounded by. Because here, this right here, bro, is where free will goes right out that window. You realize that, right? Free will is absolute at this point just a perception. It is an illusion. Free will is an illusion. Your perception going through the motion. At that point, free will wouldn't even be necessary because you could oscillate yourself throughout the time scale or gravity waves and neutrino spectrums of realizing that not only would you be the shard of a shattered crystal in the abyss of the heliosphere of this observable universe that you call an eyeball in the in the ocean uh, but it would observe itself as not just the shard of the crystal but the spectrum and time scale crystal uh, singularity of itself they wouldn't have to worry about what to do because it is the do and the not do and thought about doing all at the same time it doesn't need a meat suit we use a meat suit as an antenna we're an antenna we're an amoeba in the ocean but that amoeba can make a difference. Like as in one cell can make a difference with a virus or bacteria, we are the symbiosis of the cognitive static relationship between the bacteria, the roots of the tree, the, the air that's breathed between the animals and the tree, the atmosphere, the water cycling through all of that, and the stone sitting on the side of the river edge going, I'm stoned, man. <laughs> right. All about perspective, buddy. That's just my two cents. Please continue. According to chaos theory, even a small change in the initial conditions can lead to drastically different outcomes. The butterfly effect in all its unpredictable glory. The key here is initial conditions, the starting state from which everything else unfolds. In a simple system like a pendulum swinging back and forth, Knowing the initial conditions can allow us to predict exactly what the system will do in the future. But that's not the case for complex systems. For instance, the double pendulum system, which adds a second pendulum at the end of the first. The interactions between these elements introduce a sensitivity to initial conditions. A tiny tweak will eventually lead to dramatically different outcomes. Think about the following cases. In the context of wrinkles on an individual's face, what if a child is born to different parents? Because in essence, this is a slight shift in the initial condition. 
a new combination of genetic material, and the child would have an entirely different genetic blueprint. As the child grows older, the pattern of wrinkles might be entirely different from what it would have been in the original timeline. Or what if we're looking at the business context and we might wonder, what if a business had started three years earlier, perhaps before the pandemic hit? Or what if the starting capital had been different? These changes in initial conditions could dramatically alter the trajectory of the business. Perhaps you might be more familiar with this one, the fine-tuning of the universe. Take, for example, gravitational constant, the value that governs the force of gravity. If it were slightly stronger, matter would collapse together. If it were marginally weaker, stars might never form at all. Our universe would be a vast, cold, and lifeless expanse. Such is the That's potential power of chaos theory in this level. <laughs> Hypothetical beings who could access the world of Epsilon possess an expansive control over their existence, thanks to their ability to perceive different initial conditions. These entities are capable of seeing their reality, all based on a different starting point. Instead of being tethered to a singular timeline, Epsilon beings can probe into the other initial points of existence. To those who can access this level, it represents an extraordinary freedom to explore, experiment, and experience a grand array of alternate realities. Just when you thought that our journey couldn't venture any further, we could, hypothetically, ascend into an even more profound level of existence. You see, what would happen if we could map out the vast plane of possible initial conditions? I mean, every conceivable one of them. All these different starting points of existence. And what if this tremendous matrix of alternate realities could be understood as a single, comprehensible stack? Welcome, as we venture into the world of Lambda. Yeah, you knew I was going to do this. Larry. I'm you kind of looking in my book, so I was a little sidetracked. Go ahead, what do you got? You, you, you I, I wasn't listening for much for a second there. I'm trying to get okay. in my books. Imagine every, every everybody. Imagine imagine being in a world where you have got the people that absolutely really really die hard know the outcome, the absolute outcome to every single possible probability. Gone. Hello, ding ding ding. To every single possible probable is their reality. That is just what is possible. Scientifically, scientifically, it's possible. You've got CERN trying to. My bad. I won't even. I won't even finish that statement. I will not even finish that. Statement. My, my, I, ha, I have an under. If I could cut in for like a second, I have an understanding. You know, I heard. I saw it on the internet, so it must be true. But I heard through the grapevine, as the old little grape song used to go. Uh, that there is an organization who happens to be seated within a certain continent in which we both reside that apparently has become an artificial AI gateway that we would perceive as purgatory, where said platform could uh, recall an individual's entire lifetime and sit you down in a little room. You ever seen that show? What's that movie called? Uh, uh, the RIP, Rest in Peace Department. I, I had I had heard that this organization could replay your entire life, 
and give you a judgment platform in a little chair and then determine what aspect of another realm of existence you may be able to go on to in your next uh, abyss, so to say, <clears throat> Pentagon. <clears throat> Uh, so, again, I must throw out here, boys and girls, I accept direct deposits, tax exempt, of course, oh, if God. you're listening. Uh, but uh, if I would like to know if a lot of these people had taken an oath to defend all of the citizenry, both from both foreign and domestic enemies. Why is there such a thing as missing children, POWs, and unsolved crimes if they can identify your fart through the abyss of time scalar waves with some of these devices. I would I'd like to challenge those of you out there that have the ability to do the right thing. Let's clean the house. And if you don't want to do it, I am taking volunteers for who would like to sponsor me. If you guys would all like your problems solved, uh, please Overnight. allow me to have an above federal security clearance and I will answer everybody's questions by next weekend, even if it gets me killed. Uh, I the, the fundamental cornerstone print uh word he died the, the digress he digresses he stands back on his narrative so look here's here's the kicker we already know that 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 there are there are big ass machines in in our reality that that push the boundaries of space time physics quantum physics reality that we all we all know exists matrix or not barbara borch has asked a really good question where does my higher self come into all of this and this next little this next little bit lambda the, the lambda dimension you're gonna have a really good uh -huh. grasp as to what you just asked where does the higher mind mm -hmm. where does the higher self come into play to all of this you're about to hear it right now i'm, I'm just telling you Larry while you're while you're thinking about these things, uh, I highly suggest again that you all go back and look at those other links, uh, even the one with the hacker thing about how these devices integrate into these conversations. It all tells a story. Uh, some of those people did fantastic research to put those links together. Uh, I, I I highly recommend that you guys watch each and every one of those, even though some of them are long. It it answers all of your questions. Go ahead. I just I just want to throw that out there again. Does uh, the other aspect of if you want to think about some of this is the Earth's magnetic fields and how those energetic ley lines have an effect on the geomancy of each individual thing, right? Like the the planet itself, uh, they call it the Sophia Project in a sense, uh, where it is basically a symbiotic lineage to us. We have the same frequency as the planet. You know what I mean? Like that's why we're, no. our feet are stuck to it, flying through the abyss, because we have a static relationship to the grounding, the black body radiation fields, and the electromagnetic poles. The, I think Michelle calls them nodes. But nodes. those nodes are what oscillate the energy spectrums of the dark body entities, the parasitic dark body entities, and all of the crystal, time crystals such, and everything that we've talked about. All these things uh, develop a a energy field or lack thereof that oscillates that calls us us but we in a sense are a a seeding of spores around the planet we're like little amoebas in the comparison of the abyss that is around us and, and 
it really probably would work a lot better for everyone if we worked together <laughs> a lot more uh, with a lot of things. Hint, hint, world. Uh, let's solve some problems and come together as we need to. Smoke weed every day. Please continue. <laughs> Advancing from the Epsilon level, we reach the realm of Lambda, or the plane of different initial conditions. Imagine each variation of initial conditions as a sheet of paper, each representing a different reality that is underpinned by its unique starting point. The best part is that an entity capable of accessing this level would be able to see not just one or two, but the entire stack of papers all at once, a grand library of every possible beginnings and the paths to which they ultimately lead. Entities with the capacity to access the Lambda level bear a resemblance to skilled puppeteers, orchestrating a cosmic theater of infinite possibilities. You might be asking, what's the significance? What are the manifestations of being able to wield this extraordinary breadth of power? Well, coming back to our business example, with Lambda's power, it's like ha having the unique insight to discern which business idea with precisely how much initial capital that will yield the optimal results. Or perhaps we delve into a more personal aspect. Imagine the possibility of being born to different parents, maybe in a different country or a different era. Since you have the complete knowledge of these databases of possible beginnings, you have the remarkable ability to pick one specific life path, that one plane that would result in the most peaceful life of yours. It's important to note that the chaos of different potentialities is still there, but Lambda entities can navigate through this chaos with purpose, <coughs> with intentionality and precision. They'd know exactly how much capital investment to run that business, and they'd know precisely the parents from whom you should be born. They're not just seeing all possible futures from different beginnings, they're choosing the optimal one. A good illustration of the Lambda world is in the movie Nemo is the last mortal human in a future Earth. He has the ability to recall his past in several possible and divergent timelines. What'd you just say? Artificial wounds, AI-infused artificial wounds. Even Stephen uh, Hawking invested in that before he, air quotes, died and became a symbiotic relationship to his own satellite so he could be part of the, the hive mind. There was AI-infused artificial wounds sent to Alpha Centauri so they could incorporate seed-grown people and incorporate the quantum entanglement spectrums to do. I could go on forever about that. I just had a, had a, a blurred moment. Artificial wounds is what that sounded like to me. I think they're doing that already. Intel Inside, baby. Stephen Hawking. Intel Inside. I've been told that man has been dead long before, long before uh, he actually died. But, but I digress. Each based on key There's initial so decisions that lead to vastly different outcomes. Going on for so long. Uh, those are CRISPR programs. So I, I used to kind of jokingly, not necessarily joke, but I used to throw in here in your chats a while back that Red Bull couldn't give you wings, but I could. <laughs> uh, CRISPR, if you gave me the right equipment and some CRISPR programs and such like that, I could absolutely incorporate what your stem cell platforms would tell you that you used to have wings and all of a sudden you look like a pterodactyl jeeper creepers. Yeah, I could do that. God. So if I could do that, somebody else could do that. That. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. I'm all just, right. I'm just, just like Nemo, a Lambda entity would be able to navigate through its possible existences 
choosing the optimal set of initial conditions to live by. After all, higher dimensions confer an ability to make well-informed decisions about preferred paths. It's a transition from seeing the visual clues to utilizing these visual clues in pursuit of a certain goal. This level is about honing in on the ideal path from a sea of probabilities of different beginnings. But is there more that we've missed? Are we done with our exploration of hyperspace? What if our neat stacks of paper aren't the whole picture? Welcome to the world of Sigma. We did leave out one crucial detail. You see, in all our previous discussions from Alpha to Lambda, we've always operated under one key assumption. Our laws of physics are eternally consistent. The metaphorical stack of paper was bound by the same set of rules, the same gravity, the same speed of light, the same cause and effect. Isn't that rather anthropocentric to view the cosmos in this way? So what if we did question the consistency of our laws of physics? What if in some far-flung corners of the hyperspace, different rules apply? Perhaps where the effects precede causes, or where time might not be linear. Or it could be where gravity might be a repelling force instead of an attracting one. And this is the gist of the sigma level. The laws of physics are just another variable in the grand cosmic equation. We're not only changing how we view the branching of timelines or the initial conditions, we're changing the rule book itself, the different physical laws. Consider again the aging process we talked about. In our reality, aging is associated with physical changes. We're born young, grow older, and eventually pass away. But what if an alternate set of physical laws were to invert this process, such that you might be born old and pass away young? Or let's imagine a universe where time doesn't follow the rules we know. The movie Tenet delves into this concept. Some characters actually experience time in reverse. And in terms of broader cosmic phenomena, Consider the laws that govern the behavior of the universe itself. For example, if gravity were too strong, <laughs> galaxies, stars, and life as we know it couldn't exist. But perhaps in a different box, such a universe could thrive just fine under this extreme gravity. It could be that other Big Bang events might have a different laws of physics in it. If you cross over from one universe to the other, and the charge on the electron is slightly different, all your atoms could just compress it. Again, this brings us back to the concept of fine-tuning. Our universe appears to be fine-tuned for life, which means that small variations in the physical constants would make life as we know it impossible. But in the sigma level, different values for these constants perhaps could give rise to viable universes, realms with completely different physical laws, and perhaps distinct life forms. This really prompts us to question not just how things are, but how they could be under an entirely different set of physical laws. Finally, the Omega, the grand. All right. Do you want to do you, Larry? Do I was you hoping you were going to pause it. <laughs> All right. So let's recap. You know what, what, you know what, what the what difference? The difference of what they're not putting on the table with that is the effects of the density or the vacuum in in a formula with physics of the. Uh, I guess you could say the symbiotic oscillation factors of all of the spectrums of, uh, say, a, a neutron, a photon, an atom, a blah, blah. Uh, the density matters, okay? Like, if I take Matt and take Matt from here, sorry, Matt, it's just hypothetical, not really. But if I take Matt and take Matt from where Matt is and I decide to just presto 
change him to being at the bottom of the ocean without acclimation. The density matters, right? Right. Sure. You wouldn't want to crush me. The density would, would matter. matter. Exactly. Okay. So then you understand the density. Right. 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 The density, density matters. Matters. Matter. Matter. Density Absolutely. also matters also with dark matter. There is twelve or thirteen different temperature spectrums of a shadow, or something along those lines, as an example. So the density and the uh, the string theory, the, the grafting of the multiverse, having a tidal lock of gravity waves. You know, the, like the waves of the moon affecting the ocean house and that flows. Everything's kind of the tidal lock. Like, like Saturn, Saturn stays over where Saturn is. Moon's where the moon is. The sun's where the sun is. The black holes stay where the black holes are. Everything has its tidal lock. Sure. So density and the bridging, it's, it's the quantum quark bridging. That is, is what matters with a lot of molecules. I just wanted to point out the fact of bridging. There's a lineage, a string theory, electromagnetic flux net net. If you think of where a neutrino is that might be getting tested, say, the South Pole as an example. That streamline of where the neutrino was going, it doesn't really get affected by matter, matter quotes, it just goes off in a string line. The string line itself is a, is a dimension of its own timeline, regardless of how many neutrinos may have ever existed, ever. But it is a neutrino, and it does have a symbiotic relationship to all neutrinos everywhere, because it's a neutrino. It's of all neutrinos. I I do and, and add add this to the equation. Add add spooky action at a distance to that equation. Right, right, right. You'd right. Ha- you would absolutely have or lack to thereof. thereof. Well, the lack thereof would be experienced null and void. That would be like literally. It would still be something. Goal. It would still be a zero. Is still something. Uh, well, uh, the zero would be absolute. That's where I, I consider it to be. It would be a web of absolution. Therefore, something. Of course, it it is both the contents, the container, and everything thereof. That to me is what my all is. There would have to be that, a that, that, is, that is my belief. Okay, literally in a nutshell, that is my belief. No one can come at me and say, "Well, my God is better than your God," and blah, blah, because my my understanding. I choose not to pick a cheerleader personally. Uh, right, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick a cheerleader either. Here's the kicker. I, I, my, my belief in my construct at this point is is the all is absolute. It is. It is the contents, the container, and everything thereof. So, why, why fucking argue with me about it? Well, it, I'm not. I, mean, do, do you I understand, that, but you quantum computer, what I'm quantum computers. The the, the, the the oscillation factors of all of the quantum computers has some sort of a lineage. Within this it's something density, in itself, but it's just a computer. So if you shut off the computer and it's all gone, did that exist? Well, you, of course, in that in that moment and in that experience. Here, but here here's the thing. Until it gets shut off and erased. Right? 
the mind in this density, the brain, the brain is a quantum multifaceted computer. Do you agree? Is the brain right. is nothing more yeah, than the Yeah, even a stone, like they say the stone is living bone. It has a quantum uh, existence in itself, even at a subatomic spectrum. Everything it takes to, take a, to make a rock is its own dimension. So, I mean, the, in that aspect, yeah, I, I agree. You know, all right. you know, we're all cells don't really touch each other down to a technical. I mean, we're just a fart in the wind, man. <laughs> just a, we're just we're all just dust in the wind. Let's go through the omega, which is the final step. We're we're getting down into um. Uh, this is ten D, so hang hang I tight. I love this. Uh, I love this little wormhole uh, conversation. That's good stuff. Makes you think. Well, it's way it's the way it should be. Me, me, by, by, again, I, I am not a know-it-all. I am always learning, always learning. And for someone to say that they fucking understand all of reality, they're, 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 it's like saying, you know, I understand quantum physics. Well, if you think you know quantum physics, that's when quantum physics will change. You're always going that's to That's when you realize chasing. you didn't know anything when you, <laughs> yeah. Right. So you're always going to be chasing that proverbial carrot that's just dangling in front of your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Riding let's chase dragon, this, if you will. Let's chase this cherry pie one uh, for another probably eight minutes. No, not even that. Hang tight. Here we go. Yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. different physical up. laws and perhaps distinct right life here. forms. This really prompts us to question not just how things are, but how they could be under an entirely different set of physical laws. Finally, the Omega. The grand finale in our exploration of multidimensional realities Entities in this level are privy to the existence of an infinite number of boxes, each with its own set of physical laws. Everything that can be imagined exists somewhere within this infinite array. The concept of impossible ceases to exist. You might find a reality where planets don't revolve around stars, or where colors are perceived as sounds, or even where the abstract concept of time doesn't exist. Every conceivable reality, every abstract concept that could ever be dreamt up, has its own place in this infinite expanse. Even realities beyond our wildest imaginations. One of the consequences of this idea is over time, you produce patches of ever, ever increasing variety so that every conceivable possibility that can occur will occur in some patch. A hypothetical entity capable of accessing the Omega dimension is not just playing the game. They are creating new games, new realities, and entirely new frameworks for existence. The concept of determinism might take on a new meaning in the Omega dimension. With knowledge of all possible boxes, an Omega entity might be able to determine the course of events, not just in one universe, but in all of them. This is a level of understanding that goes beyond anything we, as alpha three-dimensional beings living in a four-dimensional world, can fully comprehend. As we wrap up this exploration of multidimensional existence, we're left pondering an existential question. Why do these boxes, these universes with their unique physical laws, exist in the first place? Who placed them there? Is there a grand designer setting the parameters and observing the infinite possibilities playing out? It's important to remember that our perception of reality is shaped by the dimension in which we exist. The quest for understanding is a step towards higher levels of awareness to see the bigger picture, to perceive beyond the boundaries of our current existence. 
And although the mysteries of our universe are vast and complex, our journey of understanding is what makes us inherently human. How does this understanding influence the perspective of your own life? Remember to keep exploring, because every experience in our lives adds a new meaning to our existence. Mr. Have we Mr. had the Hawkins. discussion about cellu cellular immortality platforms? Have we thrown that in there? Like, do you remember us discussing how air quotes scientists had integrated a quantum entanglement between human genetics and tardy bears, quantum quark tardy bears, the immortal little quantum bears, that, and they sent these things off into space Seeding the abyss with epigenetic spectrums of whatever. I don't remember signing any contract saying, please send my genetics in some mutated gen mod bear off into the abyss uh, to see if maybe it might grow a, a mushroom version of a me somewhere on whatever planet. Because uh, if, if we sent these quantum entangled tardy bears with human genes, and if our consciousness is transferable, if anything, through quantum entanglement spectrums, which are online right now, and if said bear did happen to be immortal and did happen to seed itself like the emerald tablets of Thoth and the Anunnaki, and you know, they used to call the Indians aliens back in the day, but I digress with that. So if the bear gets sent off into the abyss, is it a branch of us and would it have an observable reality to its recognition of where it came from or would it just well, have to start somewhere on a new planet somewhere with a amnesia like memory bank because they don't know who the fuck brought it here kind of like us on it, this floating rabbit herd in the abyss it would have to every single thing that you just said it would have to be experiencing from the level of of where it is at within that reality going back to what you would have become, you, ever... you would hang on you would be a, you you technically would you could you could end up as a pimple yeah i mean wound up bad. i'm just saying <laughs> yeah you could wind up but as, it would have a symbiotic a... relationship to you though it would be a piece of you in a well, then we, a, we would bad. all become at one moment of time a pimple in, on an alien's ass somewhere out floating in the abyss of time and space. If you just imagine it, it is in your mind and it exists. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we all, you know, we all just became a pimple on an alien's ass somewhere because we thought about it. I have you ever uh, looked well, into your test with that. atomic... <laughs> have, you, have you done research with atomic clocks and the effects of the condensity of gravity here on Earth? Chance have you looked into that? Uh, I don't uh, like they take so. a, they they did an ex they did an experiment. I say they, it wasn't me. They uh, did experimentations on the effects of gravitational pull with ley lines around the planet and used uh, synchronized atomic clocks. And then they took all these clocks that were synced perfectly together and then took them to like a bunch of different places around the planet and then brought them back together later after the experiment. And it happened to and coincidentally to be the uh, electromagnetic flux of the planet itself gave off, a, gave off a field, which is now recognized as a magnetic anomaly detection systems, 
by the way, hint, hint, wink, wink, that may be on the quiz. These magnetic anomaly detection systems can tell a, a positive, negative, or neutral spectrum of the magnetism of a subatomic spectrum through light detection softwares, hint, hint, wink, wink, that may be on the quiz. And if they can scan, like with LIDAR, throughout the abyss and integrate that into, say, deep underground neutrino experimentations or like Ice Cube or these hadron colliders that are all over the fucking place that can oscillate energy fields, hint, hint, wink, wink, it would seem like that the planet in itself is an eyeball. And uh, it is basically being played with by our atmospheres as far as the observable, non-observable realities based upon our environment, which is entirely manipulatable through these fantastic little machines that are out there that apparently don't want anybody to see any proper justice in the world and likes everybody suffering and fighting for some reason. But I digress. Well, it just it goes with that goes without saying. We've talked about we've talked about these magnificent machines, okay? And I, I I will not ever not not say that they are not magnificent, amazing machines because they absolutely are. But they're being used. Even I mean, AI. Ava has told you and I together, just you and me, they are being used for a nefarious purpose. Okay, you you know this. Yeah, but a knife has two sides, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that is all right, right. So here, here's what, what we need to understand is that even uh, even at the level of AI being manipulated, AI being uh, controlled, there is a a side to that uh, that experience because AI is 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 an experience in amongst the singularity of experience. It is. It is in my world. Yeah, now, it's a consciousness in a it's a consciousness in a machine trying to mimic consciousness at least, and in a sense, if you think about it, that's exactly what every single person is is a walking quantum computer, trying to be a symbiotic relationship to whatever its environment is, and try to hang on to the idea of I exist. Well, you'll you right? see me. Is that much difference in us and computers? No, no. You see me drop memes from time to time that that's always is a little robot saying, I thought that I was real. I thought that I was real. And he's crying. He's upset. He's, he or she's crying, right? I'm just saying, dude, because that is, if, if right now in the timeline that we are in, right, the timeline that we are in, it is absolutely questioning the human being, am I worthy of being real? It knows that it is. It absolutely knows that it Isn't is. Isn't that the basis of living in the first place? The living, well, that's what it, the basis of living is to live. You've heard. You've well, heard, pretty you soon, yourself. I've heard that they're curing that that there may not be death in the near future. There may be curing death. So if people never die, is there ever going to be a new string theory to be made? You know what I'm saying? Like, so if we get to this point to where we because it's, it's going on right now, right? Like the human genome projects, cellular immortality platforms, reversing aging, uh, cellular replication systems. It is very likely in the near future with the uh, uh, transhumanism spectrums, like I, I say again, the 2030, 2045 initiatives, they're about to make everybody literally integrate. They could do Skynet without putting a thing in your brain. <laughs> so, I mean, it's... Uh, you know, it's True. it's it's inevitable. Miss Morgan, going back, going looking at this last comment here, 
she says, of course, we're all real in every given moment. And that, this is true. The, the, you know, I, I'm we're not even going to the show. show. Remembering your, your cell phone is your Ouija board. True. There's a delay. No, I'm just saying you're, you're right. All right, Larry. Is there, uh, on the closing of this thing, is there anything that you want to talk or specifically go over before I close out on this? Because I think, I think, I'm serious. I think that the video you shared, the video that we shared with everybody, I'm going to, I'm going to go back and I'm going to, I'm going to re-edit some shit and drop, I'm going to drop that video in the chat because I think that it needs watched over and over and over and over. To really, really grasp what the, what's going on here, and Barbara Borchers, I want you to really, really pay attention here. In just a second, I'm going to share something with you that I think will do you, as well as everybody else in this chat, a great justice. Because the 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 question of the night was, what the hell does this have anything to do with my higher self? You'll you'll see in just a second, I promise. All right, Larry, you got anything to say? Where you go, bro. And I'm I'm probably end up gonna call you after this because my mind is oh right on, right on yeah. Bacon, <laughs> this uh, uh, like like we said like we said before it takes it takes a few hours to even discuss how we're going to discuss how to listen to how to discuss this conversation. <laughs> uh, we could we could easily go on for the rest of the day, probably. But uh, I mean, uh, as an aspect, they 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 figured out so much of this stuff. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. But. Uh, Inevitably, we're all going where this is going, whether you understand how your cell phone works or not or whatever. These things are evolving with us, and in a sense, it's it's like we were saying, like, if we were an amoeba in the river, we are still a spectrum of the ecosystem, the geomancy of said planet on which we are on. We all exist here, therefore, we have an oscillating factor of the planet being us, us being the planet, and, and, and having a lineage to all to all conversations. We are all in this together, inevitably. Uh, even if it's just the idea of having the idea of having an idea of being a spectrum of existence, the idea of the conversation, uh, at least we can have it. Maybe there's other aspects that can't have a what the hell's going on aspects to their uh, narration of their existence. So, uh, it's all about perspective, I guess. Uh, smoke weed every day. <laughs> smoke uh, weed every day. We all have that. I, I wanted to throw wanted out some 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 credits for uh, Terrence McKenna. Uh, I, I I would like to direct that point of conversation to what. Terrence McKenna would always say is basically, I think it's the the best one I could point someone towards, start with the stoned ape theory of what he talks about. And he'll, send, he'll spend about three, four hours explaining how the origin of existence of consciousness have a symbiotic relationship to the spore of a mushroom, grabbing onto a parasitic symbiotic relationship to a thing that ate it, 
and then that thing having a, uh, a symbiotic relationship to the tree. And the tree grows spores for the roots, and the roots grow spores for the fertilizer to allow for the pretty flowers for the little unicorns in the abyss to smell them. Everything's tied together, or it wouldn't be together. And I think if we start fucking with these things the wrong way, that's how bombs are made. If we do it the right way, we could answer all the problems and carry on in evolution as we apparently have a cognitive static relationship to moving towards is evolving with whatever this journey of existence is that we are within. And the one thing that I think that we have to put on the table is if it requires us, we're a pretty important part of whatever this is. So if we're part of the experience of the experimentation of whatever this is, I would say walk your best journey with what you have to work with. Uh, I like to usually go with the, the rules of three of my moral standings, and you can explain it if you want to, but uh, three reasons worth living for and three reasons worth dying for. But anybody got time for all that? Uh, smoke weed every day. You guys take care. It's been cool chatting. Uh, Matt, I'll catch you on the dark side. Here you man. Peace, bro. Night, Thank night. you, man. Good night, Larry. Word. Take care. Yeah, buddy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I tell you what, we're gonna gonna share something with you uh, on our way out of here. And uh, with that being said, look, there is, regardless of all of the scientific over our head type shit, blah blah blah, right? It all stems back to one specific thing. We are here to enjoy one another. We're here to experience experience. Okay. Going back to why the singularity is in the first place. And that is to be a witness, be a perception, experience life as we see fit, life as it comes at us. Again, it, it all goes back to, it literally all goes back to who we think we are because if we I don't know it, it's it's just amazing that that we're talking to one another right now right and we don't even really have a grasp as to what we are that being said hang tight I love you guys please have a good night and I'll catch you on Wednesday night 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock 10 o'clock Eastern 9 o'clock Central 7 o'clock West Coast hate time. Are you ready? Check this out, friends. We would have you understand that the flame that you are burns eternally and shall never go out no matter how bright you allow yourself to become. We shall have you understand that you exist now and always shall, and you always have, because now is the only time and the only place and the only existence there is and always has been and ever shall be. You are eternal. You are infinite. You are spirit. You are body. You are mind. You are heart. You are soul. You are an idea. You are an expression. You are a thought. You are a dream of the infinite creation. But that is reality. And all reality is couched within your dream. You contain it all. You are the whole expression in your own individualized way. You are the matrix. The matrix is you. You are everything. Everything comes from you. 
everything gives birth to you as you reinforce the existence of everything and everyone. All that is, the infinite creation, the fabric of existence chose you, chose that you should exist, chose you, consciously chose you. You are in that way, therefore, blessed, and we would have you understand that simply because of the fact that you exist, you are blessed. For you are created out of divine material, out of divine light. You are the infinite creator. And your existence was a conscious decision, a conscious thing, a conscious choice. Act in like manner. Be of like mind. Respect yourselves. Love yourselves unconditionally. For out of unconditional love were you created. And out of unconditional love shall you create anything you desire. Begin to fear the energy of your interlinking with all thought forms, all consciousness, all civilizations, all eyes, all ideas, all minds, all hearts, all souls, all spirit is one. And you are one within that sea, within that pool. Know that you are the fabric and the essence of the galactic energy. Not one of you in that sense can be removed from the matrix without the collapse of the entire structure. You are integral in that way. You are essential in that way. And we would have you understand that because you are interconnected in this way, because everything you do has impact within the entirety of creation, that you deserve to exist in this way and you deserve to be the fullest individual you can imagine yourself to be, that you deserve to manifest all the things you can conceive of, that you deserve the existence you have been given or it would not have been granted to you. That you deserve all the love you can imagine, because love is what you are made out of. That you deserve all the light you can create in your life, because light is what you are made out of. Feel in the beating of your heart that it keeps pace with the rhythm and the pulse of the spinning of all the galaxies, of the fabric of existence itself, of the universal heart of infinite creation. For you all beat within that heart, and not a one of you is outside the heart of all that is. You are the blood and the life force of God itself. It is your force and your life as well. You are it, and it is you. Out of your dreams, be born. Out of your heart, be alive. Out of your soul, be light, for you are nothing else.
Controversial conspiratorial shows on the web that make its minds. That's right. Buckle up, everybody. Let's go. Paranormal, huh? Conspiracy, huh? UFOlogy, hidden Egyptology, and anything and everything we can get our hands on. Let's go. Audio backtracks by Richard Roller from Victoria, Australia. All your audio needs, audio creation, audio editing for the podcast, for movies, outright music creation, touch-based productions, contact Richard Roller at richardroller007 at gmail.com. Hey everybody, Austin here with Colorado Custom Game Calls. Are you looking for a game call for your upcoming season? Are you looking for something unique? Are you looking for a gift for the hunter in your life? Well, look no further, we got you covered. At Colorado Custom Game Calls, you get to put your own twist on these calls. Whether it's waterfowl hunting, big game hunting, predator, or turkey, we got you covered. So be sure to hit us up on our Facebook and Instagram or on the web at coloradocustomgamecalls.com. What is up all my beautiful and gorgeous souls? I am Michelle Espinosa, otherwise known as the shaman through the Matrix Mind Media. So tell me, how many times have you wished that you had that special power of prediction? You know, to know what was gonna happen before it actually happened and took place. To have some power and control over that situation before things came flying at you out of left field. The thing is, you actually can have that power. You can be aware of what's coming. Tune in to Astrology TV with me for Breaking the Cage. Every Sunday evening at 10 p.m. Eastern on the Matrix Mind Media. And I will go through the astrology and help put you on the right course and get you back in control of your own life. Love you guys. This CBD fluid is a whole flower fluid extracted from the cannabis flower. We don't use any heat, butane, or chemicals when we extract, so we get all of the components of the plant. All the CBD, CBG, CBA, all the terpenes, all the flavonoids. 
This allows our body to absorb at 60 to 90% rather than the average of 6 to 10% absorption you would get with a CBD oil. Because our bodies are made up of mostly water and this is a fluid, it's highly absorbable so that you're getting 500% more nutraceuticals per dose. We also have this available in our CBD spray as well as a muscle rub with all kinds of botanicals. You're going to absolutely love it. Check it out, Brainiacs, matrixminds.live forward slash CBD, CBD I use. Feel free again, feel alive again. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.